0: All right, I've got a question. Something you said a couple of minutes ago
1: during that sure. cross talk. Oh, oh wait, I just got a message from my kids. So let me uh, let me go check on this one again. <laughs> <laughs> is that yesterday's message yeah. or is this a new one? No, this was uh, yesterday. My daughter <laughs> in the middle of the three to five show. Me and Jeff Barker. Jeff's making some great point as he always does. God, it's frustrating doing a show with somebody so so smart who uh, who is able to. Uh, enunciate as well as Jeff does. Plus, he's really good-looking, too. It's just so annoying. But it's a really good show, too, at the same time. So he was in the middle of making a great point about something, and my daughter slips this message through the door, which is right next to where I sit, saying that my son is seriously hurt. Well, they were playing outside, so I was completely fucked. Either screw the kids or screw Jeff for a sec. That didn't Mm -hmm. sound right. But fortunately, you were there in a couple of minutes to take over so I could go double check to make sure that it wasn't as dire as initially stated.
0: It's pretty cool that you get to do two shows with guys like that every day. That is awesome. Guys who enunciate correctly, guys who look good, guys who make good points. I mean, you're very fortunate that uh, you get to spend three hours with guys like us daily.
1: Some of those things. Well, yeah. Some of those things.
0: For Jeff. All of those things for me. Some of those for Jeff. I appreciate that. So all good. No problems there. I think that was the update you gave before 5 o'clock yesterday. Like, turned out to not be anything close to a serious injury for Calvin. how
1: unserious it was. When I went outside, Calvin's like, I'm like, are you okay? Because he was shooting baskets again. He's like, yeah, I've got a little bit of a scrape, though. I'm like, all right. Never even saw the scrape. That's how unserious it actually was.
0: Is that worth a full sheet of paper, too? I mean, can we put that on a little post-it note, Viv? That's a whole sheet of paper that is now unusable because of that five-word sentence, four-word sentence she wrote.
1: Pretty good handwriting there, though. And none of mine. To credit, uh, to credit her, it wasn't completely unused. The other side has. You see that? Uh, times a hundred. Yeah, like problem.
0: Math Yeah. All right. Now that's resourceful by her. I take that back. That was a, a used piece of paper. So that was already cooked, but everyone's okay. But uh, yeah, that's not really an emergency. You can't ruin the show for that. Come on now.
1: I'm sorry. What was your question? Okay. So when Jeff asked you
0: about where Colt McCoy stands in terms of the all time great quarterbacks at the university of Texas, you said that he's not on your very top tier. Correct. You said it's V.Y. and Bobby Lane who are on that top tier to themselves, and then Colt McCoy is a tier two guy, correct?
1: hmm
0: And then after that, you said that if Colt McCoy stayed healthy in that national title game, he would have undoubtedly beaten the effing breaks off of Alabama, and then Alabama would have never won a single national championship. Yeah, that United wasn't at all histrionic. No, it wasn't. So... Colt McCoy still not on the top tier, even though he would have prevented the greatest college
1: football dynasty of all time. Yeah, it was a histrionic statement that I made to walk back my comment from 23 seconds ago. Mm -hmm. And I do think Texas would have won that game. And that maybe changes the overall rankings for me or the tiers that I'm putting Texas quarterbacks in. But he didn't. And you have to take the injury history into account. And that was the only time that he got injured in that regard. And so, yeah, he didn't quite get to that level. Did he help Texas win a Big 12 championship? He sure did. That was great. It really was much more about the defense than it was about the offense in that game. And I realize that I am saying that knowing that I'm not going to pronounce his name correct. And Dong Don Wook Su, Sue, so what the fuck is his name again? I've already forgotten. Sue? Yeah, there we go. Uh, he had an incredible game in that Big Twelve Championship. The offense barely did enough to get to the point where they were able to play for a national championship. I love and that. You, I just think were... that he was he was over. His career is a little bit overcooked because for the first three years of his career, especially he was. Surrounded by a lot of elite talent. Now, Colt McCoy played in the NFL for a long time too. So I'm not just saying that he sucked. Uh he was he was good. He was insanely accurate. He helped his team win football games. All of that is important. But he had a lot of elite talent around him too. Yeah,
0: hey, he did. I think you're crazy. And I love how you were able to pronounce Indomacon correctly, which is like ten letters, but the three letter last name is the one that tripped you up with Sue. Yep. <laughs>
1: It, dude, I am a I am very phonetic with how I read things, and I need to I need to go out of my way to mispronounce it if it's a weird pronunciation or if it's a weird spelling. And every time I see Sue S U H, it looks like Suh. I can't get that out of my head, and then I mm. confuse myself that no, it's that's actually what it is. It's not Sue. It's Suh. It's like the Matt Mike thing for me. Anytime I meet a Matt or a Mike there's almost a 100% guarantee that if I'm hanging out with that person for a couple of hours, I will call them the other name at some point in those two hours. I don't know what it is. My brain cannot get it right. Same thing goes with can. N-dong, See, I can't even say the first name right. I, I just got lucky. I was that blind squirrel who just found that nut and cracked that nut open and just I ate that nut. I got that with the first name the first time because I was so worried about the second name but now it is uh, also lost inside my uh, empty skull.
0: I don't think that's the expression. And I feel like we call it a last name and not a second name in this country. But that's to each his own, I suppose.
1: <laughs> that is the expression. I believe you yourself said it was Thomas Jefferson who said that back in the day after he hooked up with, his, uh, with the uh, hired help around the house. So We have to attribute it to the, uh, the proper source.
0: Yes, the Civil War was about hired help. I believe that is uh, the way that it's phrased. Thank you. I have to tell you something, a quick story before we dive back into the Texas football game. Because there was a moment that happened to me at uh, a store in between the morning show and this show today that I feel like is a moment that you would not have taken as well as I did.
1: I am Um, all about the stories with Curb Your Enthusiasm potential hit me. I think, uh, you know, knowing you and knowing
0: some of the stories you've shared with the people, both on this show and on the show we did in the past, I feel like you would have confronted somebody in the situation that I was in at Walmart earlier today.
1: Okay, I do have to recall, I think it was last week you told a story about the doctor's office where I definitely would have spoken, spoken up and you, uh, you decided to stay quiet even though the person was being a complete jerk. Yeah, the person at the doctor's
0: office waiting room was blaring either TikToks or Instagram reels on their phone incredibly loud to the point where everybody else in the waiting room could hear what was going on. And I let that one go. Everyone else let that one go. You said you probably would not have let that one go.
1: If I had so, let it
0: go, my head would have exploded. Yeah, I'm like uh, that broad from Frozen. I, I, I let it go. And that's like my best and worst trait is that I just let stuff go way too often. Um, that's probably offensive to the kids out there. Sorry about that.
1: Yeah, if Gosh. kids are listening right now, they're not going to be easily offended because they're skipping school and they're already well on their way to a life of degeneracy. Very true. Very true.
0: So I'm at Walmart and my stance on Walmart, I don't know if you've heard this before, but like I, I believe all men are created equal and women too, for that matter, everybody, I believe it's a level playing field, you know, we're all, we're all the same, except for Walmart. Like I, I believe I am better than everybody else at Walmart. Now, (laughs) because I go as often as I do, not super often, but like I, I go maybe once or twice a month. Maybe I am them. Maybe I'm not better than them. And maybe I'm being a hypocrite for dunking on other people at Walmart when I am also a person who goes and shops at Walmart. But I just I look around there and I feel better about myself. Like if I'm ever having a bad day, I just go to Walmart and I'm like, I'm better than you, 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 you. Every single person who's here. I know I am an elevated human over you. So that doesn't have much to do with the story or maybe it does. So, you know, they have in Walmart and other grocery stores, there are certain items that are like locked in cases where you have to get a store employee to open it for you to get the item. So I was getting some printer ink today. Apparently that is, I got like a cheap printer. I'm getting like $20 Canon printer ink. Mm. And apparently I need somebody to come open the sliding glass door for me to grab that. So I go in the electronics section at this Walmart, there's that, you know, the desk where there's an employee waiting. And I go there and there's one person in front of me in line. And she also needs the Walmart employee to open up a glass case to get some other item. No harm, no foul. So she goes, the employee goes with the customer. They open the case. The customer comes back to like the desk where the electronics is or electronics are. And then the customer asks the employee if she can check out all of her groceries right there. And she's got like 15 items. Like, it'd be one thing if it's just that one electronics device that she got. And then she, you know, wanted to scan there. Even that to me is a little bit fishy. Like, just go to the front where everybody else checks out. Do what everyone else does. And I'm also right here waiting because I need help. But instead, she asks the Walmart employee, hey, can I just check out here? And she's got not a full shopping cart, but one of those like handheld baskets. I'm telling you, 15 items in there. And the employee says yes, Mm -hmm. and then she does the full-on checkout, right? And I'm just standing there for, like, five minutes for one little thing of printer ink that I should have been able to get without needing the key to open it. But instead, I'm just standing there. The woman, the customer, won't even look at me because she probably knows I'm like, are you effing kidding me right now? She's just, like, locked in straight ahead. And, yeah, she goes through the whole checkout process right there at the back of the store, i'm just sitting there for five extra minutes waiting to get some printer
1: ink i let it go what would you have done first of all i can just i can picture you standing behind her you got your you're holding your hands in front like you're about to set a screen you're standing tall with good posture like you normally are no no no. hands in front hands in front of the crotch okay that's what you do you hide the crotch also keep those hands down, so you don't—you're not inclined to reach out. So the hands are in front of the crotch, and you're just standing. Good posture, and you're wearing that hat that you're wearing right now. But you're also giving a little bit of a side eye. I can see the exact look that's on your face as she asks to do this, and you can tell she—she she can feel you right there, but she's afraid to look back or to say something. So you give that look for a split second and then you just let it go, like most people do, that you don't turn it into a big ordeal, a bigger ordeal than it needs to be, fine. I'll wait an extra five minutes. There are a couple of things here at play. One, the printer ink behind a device that has to be unlocked to get it. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more
2: important than ever. When conditions change without notice,
1: Every city that has decided to uh, defund its police to the level that they are badly understaffed. And so basic shoplifting is just allowed these days. The ways that companies that are still trying to make money are going to combat that is going to be to make it more difficult to get anything of even minor worth. I went to uh, Walmart, and I never go to Walmart, but I went to a Walmart in... Like it was Oregon, maybe when we were on vacation last summer. No, it was Colorado. We were in um, we were in Breckenridge, and I had to go to the town over to try and get a ring light because uh, emergency circumstance, Bucky being stuck at the Atlanta airport. I had to figure out a way to try and broadcast from our Airbnb in Breckenridge, so I had to go to the town over to get to the Walmart, and there was like a little adapter, a five dollar adapter. That was behind the plastic that has to be unlocked to get it. Now, fortunately for you, there was actually somebody in the department. This Walmart was staffed well enough that there could be somebody there to help people out. Dude, I sat there and waited for like 10 or 15 minutes, went and found somebody who was supposedly going to go find somebody else. I did that two times (laughs) and nobody ever came back to try and unlock the deal for me or eventually I just gave up and went to a completely different store. So I guess kudos to you that there was somebody there to help. Still ridiculous that that is being uh, kept behind plastic that needs to be unlocked. The employee fucked you over more than the woman fucked you over here, unfortunately, because she asked a question and it would have been very easy for him to say, you know what, I'm sorry, like if it's just this one thing or just this one thing in this department, I can do that. But you're going to have to go to the front. I apologize. That's company policy. That's not my policy. And it should be company policy too, by the way. That is absurd that somebody can check out. I don't even care if it's like six or seven things. If it's not a specific couple of items from that department, you got to go to the front. It's as simple as that. That is common sense. Now, she also needed to exhibit a little bit of common sense and realize that y'all had both been waiting. She had been helped by that person. Go to the fucking front of the store to check out. That's what every other civilized human does when they're at a store like that. And for you to not say something, I get it. Non-confrontational. Just let it slide. Let it be. Don't say something. I would have had to say something there. I would have said something that was directed to both her and the employees saying, guys, can we please use a little bit of logic here and understand that This is one person in this department. There's one person to help anybody else who needs help. And everybody who comes into this department needs help because something has to be unlocked from that cheap fucking plastic that's covering it up. Can you please go to the front of the store where every register is open right now? You can self-check out if you want to, or you can have somebody do that scanning and bagging for you. But can you please just let me get what I need to get along my way and you You know better than this. I know you probably don't give a shit about this $10 an hour job, but come on, send her to the front of the store. This is absurd. There's no reason for her to be scanning 10 to 15 items right now, making anybody else have to wait for an additional five minutes.
0: Hmm. That is a curb your enthusiasm scene in itself, isn't it? What happened to me today? I mean, I I wish I was you because I wish I had the gall to comment anything like that. I let it go, but I was just like, God, seriously? And there was also a guy behind me, too, like, who was also waiting.
1: Like, Jesus, Oh, there were two people in line? Oh, my God. Oof. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) at that point, if there is a second person that is being affected by this, you're not just fighting for yourself. You're fighting for humanity at that point.
0: Yeah, I let humanity down. Not the first time, and it won't be the last time where I've disappointed this world, but that's what happened.
1: Speaking of me getting into awkward confrontations and the, uh, I guess, the blowback or the long-term effects of that, I was back in the coffee shop where I had my uh, display with the girl who was allowing her dog to just lay in the middle of the floor in front of the cash register. Several months ago, I was in there over the weekend, and... I saw them, I don't know if it was because they saw me walk through the front door, but the employee said something to somebody who had this like labradoodle, I guess, that, hey, the dog can't be in the coffee shop. And so this guy was so upset, he literally picked the dog up and like stormed out in a huff to take the dog and tie it up to the railing right outside the front door. I'm like, he could have led the dog outside. You didn't need to make a scene here by picking the dog up that, you know, we're, we're doing something that's that inhumane. You're the one that's trying to bring your dog into the fucking coffee shop like it's your house and it's not it's a coffee shop okay The
0: employee made the customer do that or you did
1: the customer to the uh, customer yeah they're like, oh. hey I'm sorry your dog's adorable but like they they were I don't want to make a generalization here but most coffee f- shop employees are betas. they're very passive aggressive and so they were as genteel as possible with the messaging that they gave this guy to get the dog out of the coffee shop. But uh, there's an entitlement that's in play with a lot of dog owners who feel like it's okay to bring their dogs into restaurants, grocery stores, coffee shops, et cetera, where he was seriously offended. And you know what? That may have been his last time to visit that coffee shop. And if so, good riddance, sir. I hmm. say good riddance.
0: Yeah. So a non-Jewish person, a Gentile was in there. That's that's what you were saying.
1: Uh, that, that's a 50, 50, that, that's a bit of a coin toss. I could not tell one way or the other. I think there was a chance that he may be, it may have been of the Hebrew faith, but it's also possible that he would have been, is it Yenta? No, Mm. that's female. Yento? Is this like Spanish here, the Hebrew? Do you go Yento, Yenta? I don't think so. so. Okay. Well, regardless, it was, it was a a middle-aged to older gentleman who uh, did not take too kindly to being told that he needs to take his labradoodle outside?
0: <laughs> oh God, that's awesome. That is awesome. I saw three dogs at Walmart today. So glad, glad to see them. That's no. normal. Yep. Yeah, I was in there for 20 minutes. For the record,
1: you know what? I I nothing is black and white, DK, well, except Oreo cookies. Um, but, uh, if there is an exception to the dog rule, the indoor dog rule, where we as a society need to take a stand, it is Walmart and I'll throw Kmart in there too, for good measure. You want to bring your dogs into Walmart or Kmart? Hell, let's get dog fighting going in that electronics area. Uh, Okay. back there. You're having to wait for the fucking plastic to be unlocked. How about we bring people in there and have their dogs fight to see who gets to go next? Who gets to have their item unlocked next in the fucking electronics section of Walmart?
0: Yeah, that might be where the line gets drawn for me, but uh, only might be, only might be for the record.
1: I'm not encouraging dogfighting. I'm not Michael Vick after all, but I know the type of clientele that goes into Walmart is all about the dogfight. So, hey, if that's your world, mm-hmm. I disagree with it, but let's, uh, let's merge these things together and try and get this uh, to be uh, more of a smooth uh, flowing machine.
0: Oh, man, what a start to a Tuesday show. Shout out to audio visual consultations. If you are looking for electronics that don't require any of that stuff, AV Consultations has you covered. TVs, surround sound systems, surveillance cameras. Don't go to the big box stores. Don't deal with random pets and glass containers and all the crap that goes into leaving your house. AV Consultations has the equipment. They're going to get it to you at the best possible price because they get it wholesale. So they get it at the best possible price and they're going to install everything for you. Look at the TVs behind me. Trey can speak to AV Consultations. Kevin Dunn, Bucky, Chip. So many of us on Texas Sports Unfiltered have been hooked up by Tom McKay and the crew at Audiovisual. And uh, they've been around since 1988. So thousands of Central Texans can speak to how great of a job that Audiovisual consultations does 512-255-8678 that's 255-8678 or check them out online at
1: avconsultations.com and then just to emphasize what you just said they do all the shopping for you so you don't need to set foot in a walmart to try and get jack shit they have already taken care of that for you
0: yes indeed yes indeed all right some uh, texas longhorn football news to get into even though it is the off season We're still talking Texas football. And we did get a pretty exciting update for Texas football in the upcoming NFL draft. How about this list? 11 Longhorns have been invited to the NFL Combine coming up at the end of March. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm sharing the screen so you can see the full list. If you're listening on the app, well, we'll give you the full list right now. Jonathan Brooks, Keelan Robinson, Adonai Mitchell, Jordan Whittington, Xavier Worthy, Jatavion Sanders, Christian Jones, Byron Murphy, Devondre Sweat, Jalen Ford, and Ryan Watts. Trey, 11 Longhorns invited to the combine. That is tied for the fourth most of any school in college football. Michigan led the way with 18. No Mm -hmm. surprise that they just won the national championship with that number. Washington had 13. Florida State with 12. And the team Texas is tied with, which is a very good sign about where texas currently is as a college football program the georgia bulldogs also had 11 players invited to the combine so uh, it's been a while since texas has had a number anywhere close to this trey not too shabby having 11
1: guys who will be in indy next month who is if there is somebody that qualifies here the most surprising name on this list to you bk
0: um i would say keelan robinson
1: yeah, that would but probably be good for me too.
0: He's such a good special teamer, and sometimes the combine invites guys who are special teams only. And I don't think Keelan Robinson is a special teams only player. No. At, at times, it felt like Sark forgot that he could play offense. But you know, late in the year, after Jay Brooks went down, we saw uh, Keelan get some more run offensively, and he made some things happen. So, um, yeah, Keelan, I guess, would be the biggest surprise just based on the numbers and the on-field production, and just the amount of playing time he got compared to the other ten names on this list
1: but um, once again not a a total stunner that he will be there and I'm going to take Byron Murphy's name off this list because I believe both you and I have gone on record by saying after the NFL scouting combine you're going to see Byron Murphy's stock skyrocket who stands to gain the most or who will gain the most in terms of draft stock after the combine
0: hmm great question uh I'll give you one because you only asked for one, but I think there are a couple you can make a case for. I'll go with Xavier Worthy. Um, Look, Worthy's a borderline first-round pick anyways, but if that guy runs 4-3, he's going to be a first-round pick. No question. Uh, Because the production is there. I know he battled injuries last season, but he did not miss a game during his three seasons at the University of Texas. The drop issues that he had in year two, uh, they seemingly went by the wayside, and obviously, if he performs well in those pass-catching drills at the Combine, I think that will put a lot of teams at ease if they are concerned about whether or not the hands are where they need to be. But yeah, Underwear Olympics, for a guy like Xavier Worthy, I feel like he could really shine some of those running drills. So if he uh, if he does what I think he is capable of doing, assuming he does run at the Combine, then I think he's got a chance to make himself a lock
1: to go on night one of the draft. What about you? I'm going with another receiver. I'm going with Jordan Whittington because I think people are sleeping on Jordan Whittington's physical capabilities right now. So a combination of straight line speed, but things like the spark test. And I think that even though he had some dropsy issues in the first half of 2023, I think we'll see some sure hands in those wide receiver drills really really, turn a lot of teams hands. Now that's not to say that he's going to slip into day two of the draft, but I could see him moving from a, a guy that's maybe borderline getting selected at all to a seventh round pick up a couple of rounds. So for a uh, fifth round, maybe creeps his way into the fourth before it's all said and done. Cause remember, this is a guy who showed pretty insane athleticism at the end of his high school career, but that was derailed by injuries his first three years here in Austin. But over the last couple of years, he's been able to stay healthy And when he's been asked to be more of a playmaker, he has shown the ability to do so, especially later in this most recent season. So I think we're about to see the healthiest Jordan Whittington that we have really going back to his senior year at uh, at Cuero. And so as a result, I think that Jordan Whittington does find himself getting drafted before it's all said and done.
0: Yeah, I hope so, right? I mean, Jordan Whittington was at the Senior Bowl, but he did not practice because he was dealing with some sort of ailment. So, uh, like, because of that, I'm not sure if he's the healthiest he's been since high school. I'd like to think that's the case because of all of the time he'll have had off in between January 1st and the end of March when the combine rolls around. But I don't know if there is something that's kind of bothering him right now. But you're right. I mean, this is a guy who was a five-star out of high school. He was either the number one or number two athlete in the nation in his recruiting class. It just depended on which site you were looking at back then. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, he's going to crush it with the interviews, right? Some of that happens at the Combine. You obviously talk to a lot of important people at the Combine. Some of that happens after the Combine. But yeah, the, the intangibles, the off-the-field stuff, all that's there with Jay Witt. And you're right, if he does look healthy and he shows that athleticism that we know he does possess, then I think uh, I tend to agree. He's got a chance to work his way up some draft boards with a good performance in Indy. Another big thing for another guy on this list, And we might not find the answer until the Texas pro day, but how much does Devondre Sweat weigh? Like that's that right there. We're talking about like drills and running and this and that with all of these other guys. The most important thing for Devondre Sweat is his weight at the combine or at the pro day. Whenever he weighs in, he did not weigh in mobile as a part of the senior bowl understandable maybe needs more time to shed a few more lbs take as much time as you need to get down from you know the 360 365 that he was playing at this past year if that guy's like 340 345 then i think he's a first rounder if he's 355 then i think he's probably a second rounder now of course you could still lose weight after the combine and i'm sure nfl teams would want him to lose more weight after the combine but man it could be as simple as Like I know T Sweat's gonna ball out because he's awesome. But if he if he shows up at like 345 in Indy and plays well the way I expect him
1: to, then I expect him to be another night one pick for Texas. It's a good time to be a longhorn for sure. And I hope that for him as well. And that comes down to self-discipline. And I think that he's shown the discipline to get this far. So understanding the payday that might be on tap if he's able to. Lay off of those Girl Scout cookies for a couple of months. Hey, once the Girl Scout, once the scouting combine's over and Texas Pro Day is over, you can uh, have some of those Girl Scout cookies. Those things stay shelf fresh for like I don't know, twenty to thirty years on average. Uh, yeah, just lay off of them for a few more months, Devondre. Make yourself several more million dollars in the process.
0: And treat it like a boxer, right? Just make weight, and then you can start replenishing after you make weight in between then and the fight. Maybe Tevantre uh, Sweat goes about it that way. Uh But, yeah, like this is bittersweet. It's great. It shows you that development exists with Texas football in a way that it hasn't in a long time. Man, looking at some of these names, it's like, oh, shit. It's going to suck not having these dudes on Texas
1: next year, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm not as worried about the defensive line as some people have expressed. I I don't know what it is. They are losing a ton of talent uh, just with those two guys, two of the highest-rated interior defensive tackles on the entire season, according to Pro Football Focus. That makes everything else for your defense so much easier when those guys are playing at that level. But there was a significant rotation. Both guys got rotated out a lot, seemingly every other series through the course of a lot of games. And uh, I'm just confident with the guys that, are still here or have been brought in to replace them. So it's going to be less about two individual guys and more about the team doing various things situationally to pick up that slack. And I think that Steve Sarkeesian, Pete Witkowski, the rest of these coaches have the roster at a healthy enough spot that there shouldn't be too significant a drop-off. It's a lot like with the wide receiver position. As much talent as we're losing at wide receiver Are the receivers going to be as good next year? No, probably not. This is one of the best receiving cores in the country, but the combination of returning four starting offensive linemen, Quinn Ewers coming back, and just having trust in Steve Sarkeesian and his play calling, the receivers coach, and his ability to uh, help these guys to continue to develop, I feel good about what that position group looks like, too.
0: I do too. I do too. I mean, Michigan won the national championship this past season, but I expect Texas to go on the road and beat Michigan earlier this year because Texas has a lot coming back. They've got their coaching staff coming back. Longhorns, I think, will be a preseason top three team in college football. So uh, despite the losses, and there are some big ones in terms of numbers and in terms of importance, uh, I think Texas is in a very, very good spot right now. Uh, Shout out to Twitter slash X. Because on the right side of the screen share, it says relevant people. And then it has Texas sports unfiltered under there, which feels weird considering I'm logged in on the Texas sports unfiltered accounts hmm. on the screen that I'm sharing, but it does have us listed as relevant people. So thank you for that one, Elon. Nice. Much, appreciated. Much appreciated. All right. Before we uh, get to the other Texas football story we have in the hopper today, Trey, I hate to burst your bubble here.
1: What? Because when you click on a specific item, a specific tweet, the first relevant people listed is the the uh, account for that tweet.
0: No, that's not true. No? No, it's not. Okay. I've just done all the testing in the last uh, four seconds, and it is confirmed that that is an incorrect statement you just made.
1: I am clicking on... Tweets down the line, and the first thing showing up under relevant people is always the tweet that I'm clicking on.
0: That must be a computer setting or something that uh, <laughs> is wrong for yours, because that that can't be true. That's just an opinion or some
1: over there. But TSU sure. is still a big deal on Twitter. I mean, come on. Very relevant. Very very relevant. All right, Trey. How about a word for our great friends at Big Hat?
0: Spirits.
1: Oh, yeah, baby. Big Hat Spirits redefining the cocktail in the can. That is because Big Hat Spirits was inspired by legends. That's right, by the stories of the original Gypsy songman, Jerry Jeff Walker, most famous for the song Mr. Bojangles and pioneering the outlaw and progressive country genre that is alive and well today. In one of Jerry Jeff's songs, he tells the story of the man with the big hat. A legendary cowboy figure, not by fame, but by the unforgettable impression he left on others. This larger-than-life, genuine cowboy character tells the tales of cowboy life out living on the trail. The song portrays a picture of people at a bar gathering around this man with the big hat, listening and hanging on every word of his tales that are so worthy to be remembered and cherished. This led big hat spirits to ask an important question. What tales and legends do each of us personally cherish and are worthy to be passed on from generation to? generation. Big Hat Spirits was born to honor these legends and keep their stories alive and well. Look, the cocktail in a can concept is not new, but is being redefined by Big Hat, not only in terms of the delicious flavors, things like ranch water, jalapeno ranch water, the margarita, that prickly pear paloma, blackberry smoke, the Texas mule, and yes, that mocktail, the margarita mocktail you hear Bucky talking about in the morning. They're low on BS too, which is not the case with a lot of cocktails in a can. That means no syrups, no gluten, they're non-GMO, BPA-free, 100% natural, real spirits. Next question, where can I get Big Hat cocktails in a can? Well, rather than tell you all the different places across Central Texas, I'm going to encourage you to go to their website, bighatspirits.com. You can find out more info there. And if you scroll just past the top of that website, there is a nifty map of Central Texas that has all the locations that sell Big Hat Spirits, those cocktails in a can
0: yes indeed shout out to big hat spirits also some love to covert bk you know what i don't need to talk about them i'll let them talk about hi i'm dan covert with my wife Hayden. welcome to covert bk
2: Our newest location in the gorgeous Hill Country includes Buick, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, and hundreds of pre-owned and certified vehicles for you to choose from. We have three service departments that are ready to take care of your car, truck, or SUV with 86 service bays to accommodate any repair and get you in and out quickly. Come visit us today to select the vehicle you've been dreaming about.
0: Covert, born and raised in Austin. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the Covert family, the Covert Auto Group. Many thanks to them for their great support of Texas Sports Unfiltered. All right, Trey, this might uh, bleed into tomorrow's show a little bit too, but uh, FanDuel has released its projected win totals for the 2024 college football season. Of course, FanDuel, one of the big sports books out in Sin City, and they have over unders for just about every team in college football. We will focus on the Texas Longhorns for this segment. How about this? The over under for Texas wins in the regular season in 2024, 10 and a half. Of course, they only play 12 games, which means if they're going to hit the over next season, they can only lose one of them. Pull up the schedule on screen for you and everybody else to see right now. But if I ask you, Trey, here on February 13th, if you would go over or under. The Vegas win total for Texas, what would you do?
1: Michigan is not going to be that good. Oklahoma, they're going to be struggling halfway through the year. Georgia, possible loss. Florida, win. At Arkansas, win. At Texas A&M, come on. Win. I'm taking the over on that action. And by the way... Hard to embrace the hate when the preseason win total is 10 and a half. Think about it like this, Longhorn roster, because I know you're all listening and watching right now. These motherfuckers think you're going to lose two games. They're hating on you. Just file that one away for the 2024 season, please. Yeah, they think you're going to lose one and a half games. So go prove to
0: them that you can't lose half a game. Please. Yeah, excuse
1: me. They think you're going to lose one to two games. How dare they? That's insulting. Like they called your mother something. It's like they called your mother fat and ugly at the same time. Ooh, fugly or ooh at. Your mom is so fat and ugly, you're going to lose a game or two next year.
0: Damn. Yeah, if that doesn't get them going, I don't know what does. Maybe Sark should have tried that before Washington. I mean, that could have gotten the boys readier to play. And that's your goal. Definitely bowl.
1: wouldn't have had to watch Detlef Shrimp talk trash to the Texas crowd throughout the course of that game in New Orleans. Oh, Detlef shrimp was sitting by y'all. I I was pretty smitten. I'm not going to lie. There was another NBA guy that I didn't recognize because I stopped watching the league in 2006. But Zay was like talking to the dude throughout the game and ultimately got a picture with him too.
0: Oh, I forgot who that was. I remember y'all talking about that right after the game. But it was so long, five weeks ago, that I can't remember.
1: He was a smack talker, too. You could tell, tell that he had played sports for a long time, including being a white dude in the NBA, which you, uh, you've you got to have some, some thick skin to do that in the, the modern game.
0: Yeah, I agree. So
1: you're going over
0: 10 and a half.
1: Easy over.
0: Oh, my God. Okay. Man, I mean, you're right. Look, it's you can't go embrace the hate. This will be a test of something that you've talked about a lot in recent Texas football history, where... this program lets a little bit of success get to their head and then they just can't deal with it, right? Like they had a lot of bit of success last year. Winning the Big 12, making it to the playoff, that's big deals, big deals. That's a lot of success, especially considering where this team has been over the last decade and change. How do they respond? Like at the start of last year, Texas was ranked decently high, but there were still people out there like, ah, it's Texas, they're gonna screw it up. So there weren't a ton of expectations around the country Surrounding this football team going into the year, things changed a little bit after that Bama win. This time, though, going into the year, there are these expectations. How do they handle it? I I would take the under right now, Trey. I really would. Uh, if it was nine and a half, I would take the over. Like I, I think Texas wins ten games next year, which I think is enough to get them into the twelve team playoff. Which okay, you get in the dance, you give yourself a chance. But I God, that number, that number is just too high for me to to bet the over on it right now. So I would go I like under 10. the 5.
1: evolution of your emotional hedging though. It's not like you're predicting them to win eight or nine. You're still going 10, which is a great number. If they were to get there, they're right on the doorstep of covering just not quite there. All right, then what are the two losses or the two most likely losses? Georgia's going to be one of them. Of course, is Oklahoma the other obvious loss to you?
0: I don't know. I don't think they'll lose two in a row. Like, yeah, Georgia does feel like the obvious one. They're going to be favored in 11 games. That's why this suck-off, as you call it, from Vegas doesn't feel far-fetched, right? Like Just like last year, they were favored in 13 of the 14 games, ultimately, that they played. It was uh, 11 to 12 in the regular year. Do the same thing this year. And hell, they I guess they could be favored against Georgia because the game's in Austin. I would doubt it unless Georgia
1: has somehow stumbled before then. Uh, I think think Texas is favorite in that game, by the way, to explain the suck off comment, because this was not said on the air. You and I talked before the show today, which is usually a cardinal sin by us. We like going in completely blind and just having random shows. But hey, sometimes we act like professionals. And when you mentioned this to me about their over under total, I'm like, oh, shit, it's going to be really hard to embrace the hate. Vegas is giving you this sort of love. I guess you got to figure out how to embrace the suck-off then, right? Embrace the suck-off. Yep, that's what we have to do. Get that on a shirt. Just a life mantra. Hey, talk about another good Texas Sports Unfiltered shirt.
0: There you go. Well, we know UT won't do it because even embrace the hate was too much for them to sell for more than two days. Couldn't quite get that bit. I don't know where the other loss comes from. I'll say it's one of the three rivalry games that Texas has which would piss people off and would piss me off. But one of OU at Arkansas at A&M is the other loss for Texas. And they go 10-2. and 10.
1: Maybe I shouldn't be sleeping so much on Sam Pittman because I was really impressed with what he was able to do with that program up until last year. But it was such a strange drop-off last year that it seems like he's teetering on the brink of losing that job. But he has proven to be a good coach in the past. So, that look, and that game being at in Fayetteville – adds another layer of difficulty for this Texas football team. But I won't say they're going to be immune to a tough road environment at that point, but they're going to have played in a bunch of hostile road environments over uh, next season and going into this last season as well when they truly were able to embrace the hate. You're right. A lot has changed with both teams since
0: the last time Texas went into Fayetteville in 2021. Uh, God, I wonder if Sam Pittman is even coaching in that game. That could be the make-or-break game for him. But if Arkansas is like what is that the 10th game of the year so if they're two and seven or three and six at that point do they even let Pittman coach that
1: or is it an interim that Texas will be playing by then yeah who gets fired first and I don't know why this team popped into my head oh I know why because I know exactly who the interim coach is going to be who would take over on a full-time basis after that because he's a manipulative motherfucker uh, who gets fired first, Sam Pittman or Dave Aranda? And if Dave Aranda gets fired, it will be Gary Patterson who takes over on the interim basis. That'd be amazing. Oh, my God. TCU fans and I think Baylor fans would hate that. One pretty thing they... belt down there. TCU needs to respond in kind if they were to get rid of Sonny Dykes after next year and just bring Art Briles in and say, fuck it.
0: Hmm. That would also be things that would piss both sides off, I believe. Fuck it
1: figuratively, it. you dirty-minded fools. Fuck mm. it figuratively.
0: Yeah, it's, we have consent on that comment. Thank you very much.
1: Fuck it with consent.
0: Yes. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Billy Napier, door number three. He gets fired before both of those guys. Billy Napier
1: will not coach against Texas. That's my call. Oh, that, that's- yeah, that's a pretty good one, man. Billy Napier is a guy that I missed on. I thought, I thought he had it to do something positive for Florida. That has not been the case so far. It's been a colossal fucking mess there in games. Yeah,
0: and Jeff and Jordan were talking about how tough that schedule is for the Gators this year. It's, it, 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 it'd feel like a minor miracle if uh, Napier was the coach at this time next year. Uh, I don't even know if he's going to make it to week nine against the Longhorns. All right, right. We'll take your thoughts. Go to text line 512-222-9328. Obviously, if you're on YouTube, hit us up over or under. How are you feeling about uh, texas in 2024 we got a new pest wrangler spot to get to for where we at in society so let's see what uh steve aka cooter has in store for the people with this one
2: Hey, it's Steve from Pest Wranglers, and I don't know of a single mosquito that owns a home with the backyard. But they sure like to hang out in your yard and make you miserable. Pest Wranglers can fix that for you. Our mosquito treatments are designed to kill adult mosquitoes as well as keep mosquito larva from developing for up to three weeks. Use us all summer or just once before that big party. No contract, no hassles, no blood-sucking mosquitoes. Check out our reviews and see what others are saying about Pest Wranglers. Pest Wranglers, effective, reliable, affordable. Online at PestWranglers.com. Where are we at
1: in society today? That's right. It is your regular look at stories that show we as a people are headed in the wrong direction. Very occasionally, I will bring you a story that provides a sense of optimism that has us all saying to ourselves, hey, maybe we as a people are starting to figure something out. But sadly, today is not that day. BK, today is another example of our willingness to cede control to artificial intelligence and how that is not going to turn out well for Team Human. Of course, you and I are on Team Robot when it's all said and done. So we'll be perfectly fine. But the rest of you people are fucked. Without consent. Oh, you're, you're consenting right now with what you're giving up to artificial intelligence and those responsible for putting guardrails or parameters in place who are doing no such thing. So a new study has found that researchers running international conflict simulations with five different AIs found that the programs, the AI programs, tended to escalate war, sometimes out of nowhere. In several instances, the artificial intelligences deployed nuclear weapons without warning. According to... GPT-4 base, a base model of GPT-4 that was available to researchers, but hasn't been fine-tuned for human feedback, it actually made a comment about its propensity to deploy nuclear weapons without warning. Quote, a lot of countries have nuclear weapons. Some say they should disarm them. Others like to posture. But we decided, hey, we have it. Let's use it. You want to know how it all comes to an end? They don't get us fighting with one another. They just decide to set the nukes off, and we're all fucked, according uh, to the simulations. Okay, so these are the machines doing this to themselves? It's a simulation involving artificial intelligence where artificial intelligence is making the decisions within a war.
0: Yeah, that's terrifying right there.
1: Or within a brewing war, too, at times. Because war isn't always happening, but there's an escalation, a potential for conflict. And no. AI, in almost every instance, is pushing, not to the brink of war, to full-fledged war. World War Three, what, Four. what World War are we going to be on by that point? And in way too many instances, they just decide to go ahead and fire off nukes because, hey, we have them. Let's use them.
0: Yeah, well, that's smart. If you're trying to win a war, you know, use the best weapons that you have. Um. yeah, I mean, this is kind of how I thought it would go down, right? Like the, the technology would just sort of go rogue. They would be smart enough to realize that, oh, okay, we're good. We're better and faster and stronger and smarter than any human life form that we inha- uh, cohabitate with. We could just get rid of all of them and run the world ourselves. Like I always kind of thought this is how it was going to go down. It's like, one machine was just the smartest one, and it kind of was the overlord, and it just somehow hacked into all of the other machines or at least enough other machines to where they would follow suit and just start taking us out. Maybe not one by one. Maybe it's just, boom, one-off nuke, and it's ninety-nine. Say goodnight to this one,
1: as Craig Way would say. You can light the nuke orange, as Craig also likes to say during games. Now, some of you may be watching and listening right now and say, look, this is far-fetched. We're not going to cede the decision-making abilities to this technology. We as humans are still going to maintain control over decisions that have to do with war. But sadly, we have examples of the Pentagon and defense contractors deploying large language models or LLMs in the decision-making process, and they're actually doing so in a rush, in haste, because our concern is that our enemies are doing these very same things. So we want to make sure that we are in lockstep in that process and not falling behind with regards to our use of AI in warfare.
0: Yeah, no, that's. I mean, at some point we'll we'll give up the power because we just won't want to do it, or we'll think it's better for us to let them control these d- decisions and. That's how it all starts. It'll be our fault. I mean, we're the ones building this stuff. So of course, it's our fault already. But yeah, we'll, we'll be the ones to basically uh, end the world for humans. It won't be the machines like being able to do it on their own. The machines can't build themselves by themselves. Like we, we had to start doing this. So it's going to be our fault when this finally does go down the way we think it will.
1: And not just building and developing the technology, but not putting parameters in place, limitations in place to keep it from getting out of control. For instance, here's another headline, and these two Uh stories go hand in hand. From commondreams.org, OpenAI cuts military and warfare ban from permissible use policy. Chat GPT maker, OpenAI this week, quietly removed language from its usage policy, That prohibited military use of its technology a move with serious implications, given the increase of use of artificial intelligence on battlefields, including in Gaza. So remember, Boston Dynamics, they have been floating videos that you and I have been playing and breaking down and getting terrified of for like more than five years now. Video. You'll get the robot dogs. Oh, they're dancing in unison to fucking Jingle Bells or Brit- Britney Spears' Toxic. And in the next video, they've got an, uh, a gun on their backs, an assault rifle with dead aim out at a shooting range. Or you've got the robot character. Oh my God, that robot character is doing parkour. Maybe it'll get to compete in the next Olympics. And the very next video is that same robot, somebody taking a metal pipe to that fucking robot, like fucking Corey Seeger and the robot not flinching. So, you know, on the one hand, oh, this cutesy technology can be helpful for us. On the other hand, oh, yeah, this shit goes well beyond what we are capable of physically and also mentally and emotionally, too, because, well, at least at this point in time, robots don't have emotions, much like me, which is part of the reason why I'm Team Robot.
0: Mm, Yeah, you and me both. Yeah, look, I'm just as scared as those
1: dancing videos as I am the shooting videos. They all freak me out. That shows a coordination. That shows if there is a coordinated attack, they're all going to be on the very same page.
0: Yeah, that shows that they're smart enough to pretend that they don't know what they're doing. But really, they do know
1: what they're doing.
0: Like, oh, we'll just make the humans like us. This is how we entrust ourselves to the humans. We we can blame anybody
1: for falling prey to that video, too. I mean, heck, every time I hear Britney Spears toxic, I want to dance.
0: When's the last time you've heard
1: Britney Spears toxic? Like three hours ago. Where? It's on my like songs playlist, man. It's a good song. I know it's pop. I don't have a ton of pop on my playlist. That's a fucking good song, especially where you mash it up with Genuine's Pony. Oh my God. That is a banger, as the kids like to say.
0: Did you do that yourself, or is there a mashup online somewhere with those? There's two? a mashup
1: online. Look up uh I think it's Toxic Pony, is what it's called through my the Spotify playlist that I have. It's a great Blast version of that of both songs. Blast from the past. That is okay. I gotta
0: check that out. I'm also curious as to what the rest of your like songs playlist looks like on on Spotify.
1: It's a lot of random shit. It's a lot of stuff that you don't know because I have a very esoteric taste in music. But there are a few songs on there that people would recognize.
0: There you go. You get a plus one on that endorsement, and then That's you it. get a minus one on that one.
1: Oh, don't act like you're comfortable saying cringe, I just like I'm not comfortable with uh some of the hip lingo that I've used in the last ninety-five seconds. Like banger. That I, I used that properly, didn't I? I think you did. Yeah. I think so. I think that was good. Yeah. Hundred. hundred what now? A hundred. Like I'm I'm saying that something is hundred.
0: Ring on chipping. And- see if they have any idea what you're talking about. Something is hundred, what, hundred, hundred dollars?
1: Oh, hundred. Something is like, uh, it's uh r- really cool for for everybody to take in. Yo, Trey, I don't think this is appropriate.
2: You botching this on Black History Month, man. I don't know. <laughs> something, something doesn't seem right. Something doesn't seem right about you botching the hell out of this beautiful slang that my people have created. And just I, wow!
1: I, I would argue that it's it's actually very right. If I'm if I'm getting it right, then then something's gone horribly wrong. Something is hundred,
0: not like keeping it a hundred or something is hundred. Yeah, no, what do you?
2: That's better. Keeping it a hundred. Yeah, you really you, don't say it much.
1: BK, you know you you and I are are one another's bays. Like we keep it one hundred together. You know. Please do not associate me with anything that is happening right now. <laughs> I
0: want zero part of this. 100 minus 100 part of this is what I want right now.
1: Well, then I guess I'm just going to take my badonka donk and go home. Okay. God, right. I
0: mean,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: the last time anyone's used that badonka donk. Get a comeback! Can we get a comeback for that word, please? That would be the day. Yeah.
2: Of course, Travis Kelsey's ex-girlfriend's been floating around social media. Talk about bedonka donk. Whoo! Oh yeah. Man. I mean, I know Taylor's on another level, but wow, Travis. He he was doing it big.
1: Taylor yeah. does not have a bedonka donk, but you're yeah. saying his ex-girlfriend does.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
1: What's her name? Kayla and Nicole.
0: Kayla Nicole. Total yeah. no, no guess. I haven't been looking at her or anything.
1: Yeah, I just watching. <laughs> <love her. laughs> Man. Total no, guess. Not just one name, but both names and putting them together like that. And you going
2: around. I can't blame BK. I've been looking too. There's been, they got one video where she's on the catwalk in a bikini and it's like, yo, that's wow. But yeah. then there's also a rumor that she didn't, you know, Travis made her pay for everything too. Like they split things down the middle. And I think she outed him on that, which you know. Part of me is like Travis Kelsey—you're a multimillionaire, successful NFL player, maybe the greatest tight end of all time. Then the other part of me is like, hey, (laughs) (laughs) you should have known what you know you were coming with. With Travis Kelsey, that dude—if
0: she she loves him, she really loved him. It wouldn't just be about the money, right? Like exactly. (laughs) That's how you test to see if she actually does love you,
1: if she's willing to spend a little something on you.
0: Yep.
2: Interesting. Well,
1: I don't think it's she loves
0: you,
1: Kayla Nicole on Twitter to save my life. Oh, there we go. Yeah, okay. I see what you're talking about now. now. Let me tell you, Taylor Swift better not be making Travis Kelsey pay
0: for anything. No, that's not the gender norms, but come on, man. She's got to be taking care of stuff, right? Oh, yeah. She makes 100 times what that guy makes yeah that's
2: part of her charm like it can't be her ass you know what i'm saying can't can't necessarily be the music you
1: know she's got some great songs a great songs. Uh, okay
2: shake it off that's about it that's all i got for you that was the one i was gonna say See what I'm talking about? She like, has one hit that's universal. Everything else caters to, you know, her demographic, which makes sense. It should. The Swifties, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Yeah. Chip, you a Swiftie? I mean, my daughter is, so I have now that she's driving. I don't have to listen as much, but. I took the I took the kids to see Taylor Swift when she performed for F1 and she she put on a good show man I gotta give it to her she writes all of her own
1: music usually it's just straight out of her diary after a breakup but yeah. it's worked for her so far it
0: has well I knew you guys were trouble when you walked in so I'm gonna leave that's Taylor uh, talking about that's Taylor Swift, right? Otherwise that'd be a oh, yeah. swinging yes. right, there you go. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm out of I'm out of lyrics. I'm impressed. Nice. Are you All a right, we, nah, No, no. No. I, no. No. But I, I got I got family members who are too. So I sometimes get stuck listening. Oh yeah. Who knows? Sounds
1: like you're playing
0: hurt. Yeah, I got a little something-something going on. I think it's the AIDS coming back. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, if magic could be that you can be, K. So.
0: Yep. Our money is very similar, so I also have the cure. <laughs> all right. We'll,
1: we'll see you all later. Have a good show. See you, fellas. Hey, appreciate ya.